Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. afternoon. What have you been watching? Big Little Lies. What? <gasps> Defer- is just it 2018? Just the first season. Is oh. it 2017 in this room? It is. Yes, wait, welcome. Wait. Is it? You really haven't seen it? No, I've seen it. This is my third time going through what? it. You like it that much? I love Tell me why you love this it. This show. First of all, Reese Witherspoon, this is her best role. Yes. And I don't care what anybody says. I'll die on that hill. She's a producer as well. She's Is she really? She got this going. I mm-hmm. love Reese Witherspoon's book recommendations, and I read this book on her recommendation. She loved the book so much, she went to HBO and was like, let's get this party started. Really? And they brought on that remarkable director whose name I can never pronounce. Yeah, something French. Yeah. And yeah, made it happen. Reese Witherspoon is awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. I get Nicole Kidman got the Golden Globe or whatever for this because, I mean... She's great in it, and she... She gets abused. Yeah. <laughs> True. Hard to deny. Yeah. She had a challenging role. Yes. Do you know who I think is the real star? Mm. The therapist. Oh, you oh, love right? the therapist. I remember that. I think that's the best performance great. of the series. Oh. But she's not in it nearly as much as all these other right. women. No. And so you just don't... She doesn't get the screen time. Right. Yeah. They are all good. There's no one in that show that is not good in it. Oh, no, no. The casting's amazing. And so we're rewatching it for the third time, getting ready for <laughs> the new season coming out. And like, yeah. I've talked to so many people about this show that I think, like, oh, this wouldn't be on their radar. But like, I decide to bring it up if we're talking mm. TV. And they're like, gosh, I love that show. Yeah. And I think the reason is because it's beautiful. Monterey, like, mm-hmm. I want to be a rich person. Be a rich person and live there. And I think you have to be a rich person. I think, yeah. And she mentions that thirty thousand people live there, and all thirty thousand of those people, I think, are very, very, yeah, well off. Um, Tech money. Beautiful. I enjoy it so much. I'm real nervous about a season two. Don't even get me started. It felt like a complete cohesive story. Well, that's where the book ends. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they'll surprise us, and we're gonna be like, season two is awesome. But I'm nervous. I just really feel like when source material ends is when your show should end. Even if it's Game of Thrones. I've heard that Game of Thrones, once they finished his Mm -hmm. material, it started really getting not great. Really, that's true. I don't need all these additional Harry Potter universe films that are coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lame. What else you watch? Anyways, I don't know if you guys are still watching SNL, but John Mulaney's monologue Fantastic. was so funny. That so, entire episode was good. It was so yeah. good. And like the it, dance where he goes to his black girlfriend's like family reunion oh, or something. And, oh, for some, that was my and he knows favorite. every single it's the person stupidest there. sketch, but I was laughing he's, so he's so hard. good. Okay, sorry, you were going to say about his monologue. But after his monologue, Ashley and I looked at each other and we were like, he has three Netflix specials that we haven't watched. (gasps) You hadn't seen them? No, and I'm watching The Comeback Kid right now, and I'm 40 minutes into it. I had to stop yesterday. Long story. But it is (laughs) so funny. I think he's like this hidden gem that came into my life a year ago, and I just haven't dove in yet, and I'm loving it. I almost got into a car accident because... (laughs) Skyler pulled up his most recent one while we were on a road trip yeah. and was just playing the audio. And I was laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. And I made him turn it off because I was like, this isn't safe. I have watched those three <laughs> like a hundred times. They're like my background oh. noise. When Is I just... that the one where he talks about officer safety? Yes. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> safety tip number and the, the woman who would come, smarts. The woman who would come in to do the assembly for the school children oh, with yeah. a, a wrist oh, cast yes. in her hand, homemade puppets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
you know, I think a lot of it is he's our age. He's, yeah. You know, early mid thirties. And yeah. so his humor lands for, I think, probably our age group yeah. the best. Yeah. But I think he's general appeal. Like, I think oh, anybody sure. would find him really pretty funny. Yeah. And he I was, he was excellent. He's been the best host on the SNL best. this year. Yeah. And he hosted last year and he was hilarious mm-hmm. too. He's anyway, great at the Oscars. I'm going to be going into that. Yeah. Real deep next little bit. But that's it Uh, for me. I'm really happy for you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm jealous. Isn't it great when you find a discovery like that that you haven't really relished? Yeah. It really is. I'm excited about it. I think his three comedy specials are the three best comedy specials I've seen on Netflix. Yeah. One, two, three. Like I would rank them my top three. Oh, wow. So nice. Yeah. All right. Eli, what have you been watching? Okay. I wrote them down. Okay. Survivor's back. I know that you guys are always excited to hear me talk about Survivor. I kind of want to get on the train, actually. Where are they in the world? Fiji. I don't know. I've told you they stopped making a big deal about where they are like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And because now they just do like theme seasons. And I think they kind of go to the same place every time. So they just don't make a big deal out of it. Oh, okay. It's beautiful wherever they are. Yeah. This season is called Extinction Island or something. And we don't (laughs) yet know why, Mm. which is a very unique production choice for survivor because usually they announce the theme and it's clear like what they're doing you know it'll be people divided based on their age or you know something like that but they were just calling it extinction island and the people on the island are like why is our season called this like they don't know yet when somebody gets voted off typically on the show they just like send them home but on this season they get voted off and they like walk out of tribal council and then they get caught by a sign that sends them off to this other island And these people are just going and hanging out on this other island with no food, no direction. And they're like, why are we still here? And the other people who are still playing the game have no idea that these people are just being sent to like a neighboring island. And it is so, so good. (laughs) We're only like three weeks into this. But every week I'm like, when are they going to give us answers? It feels like I'm watching Lost. Yeah. Except it's not scripted. It's just like reality lost. And I'm so excited about it. Oh, this is the first time I've been like, man, maybe I should watch Survivor. You you could catch up very quickly. There have only been three episodes. Okay. And it's worth it. Honestly, it's really good. I finished Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, Have you guys finished it? No, not yet. Uh I've heard that they're making a movie And I'm a little bit confused Mm -hmm. about that because I feel like they wrapped it up in the last episode very well. They even do the fast forward two years, like here's where they are now. I liked the ending a lot. The show waned for me the longer it went on because it got too crazy for me. But the jokes were still really good. Yeah. And so I kept watching it and I love Titus. I will watch Titus forever. It has a really sweet ending and like a feel good ending. And they do what I want every series finale to do where they wrap up people's storylines. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was happy with that. And then a few weeks ago, I discovered on Twitter, this guy tweeted out about the Princess Diana musical. Oh, I saw that. You guys. So this guy found on YouTube, (laughs) somebody had recorded a community production of the Princess Diana musical which is a thing I didn't even know existed. I don't think most people know it exists. And then he took it and put together a montage of the best two minutes of it. I have watched that clip of the two minutes like 500 times because my favorite movie of all time is Waiting for Guffman. Yeah, it's very Waiting for Guffman. It it feels like Waiting for Guffman, but it's totally serious. (laughs) And the music is... Terrible. And the <laughs> acting is so bad that you think that they're trying. There's this part where Princess Diana is being measured for an outfit or whatever, and she's complaining through song about how she doesn't have time to be herself anymore now mm-hmm. that she's a princess. And she says, I 
go from one appointment to the next. And just like these like huge hand actions. The whole thing, everybody is like way off key and it's really dramatic and there's a crash scene at the end. So I watched that like 200 times and then I just finally went and found the whole production. It's like an hour and 45 minutes on YouTube and I watched the entire oh my thing. Gosh. I was like, I'll just start it for a couple minutes. And then an hour and 45 minutes later, I'm just still sitting there staring at this. It is the best thing on the internet. So yeah. how do we find it? So just Google, because now it's becoming popular enough because this guy's tweet went viral. Yeah. Just Google Princess Diana musical community production. It'll pull right up. Okay. All right. Can't wait. That's it. Meg. So I've been continuing the 2000 series. That's been my main Ooh. show. And I'm really enjoying it because there's... A gap in my life where I was serving a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, not the Mormon Church. Don't say Mormon. And there's stuff that I missed. So mm -hmm. I missed the election of Barack Obama. I missed <laughs> that whole campaign season, which turns out was a complete circus. Yep. So rewatching that has been really entertaining. That's kind of the only media I've been consuming other than this week's two-night Bachelor special, which included The Fence Jump. So all what? season, they've been teasing Colin jumping the fence, like quitting the show. Colton. <gasps> Colin is the <laughs> the bachelor of Provo, so oh. you can see why I get those two mixed Because up. the shows are identical. Yeah. They are the same thing. <laughs> uh, and, you know, when the bachelor, like, hypes something up, it's never as good. You know, there's, never. like, an ambulance every season, and you're like, does somebody die? And it's like, a girl, like, she maybe faints. sprained her ankle at the beach, you and know? And an it's ambulance. like, uh, and you, you're so disappointed. This lived up to the What happened? Hype. Spoiler alert, everybody. Okay. All right, I'll just so, do it. I probably won't watch. So, fantasy suites, right? And Colton's a virgin, guys. Really? Yes. Yeah. And he is ready to do the deed with Cassie, who okay. is his favorite girl. And so they have a date, and it's time. They go to dinner, and then afterward, they're talking, and she's like... So her Nick mentioned this last week. Her dad shows up, and he's like, Cass, I don't think you're that into that guy. Yeah. And she's like, I know. I'm not that into <gasps> this guy. Oh, my gosh. Right? Mm -hmm. So they're talking, and he is like, you know, looking forward for the first time in his life, mm -hmm. doing a the special deed. thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, I just, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. to get married to you and then he launches into like listen you're my favorite one mm. it's so hard for me to go on dates with other girls mm -hmm. all i can think about is you i'm fine with being patient we don't have to get engaged and she's like yeah but i'm just not that into you so he's pretty much telling her like you're going to win yes yeah. Which, like, you're not supposed to do. No. Yeah. On The Bachelor, because people are going to stop sure. watching if you tell them who the winner is right. before. But she's like, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. She gets in the car and leaves. He walks out the room they were in, punches a camera, <gasps> like, punches a camera. Someone calls Chris Harrison. The producers are, like, freaking out. Someone's like, Where's Chris? Get Chris. Chris emerges from wherever Chris Harrison lives, <laughs> underground or whatever. <laughs> he is calling after Colton. Colton's not responding, jumps this fence that is considerably high. An like, actual fence? I think it's like eight feet. And he does it easily. Easily. Yeah. Is it like a like chain link fence? Leap. No, it's no. like a property fence, like one of those electric gated He like, just fence. jumps just over hops it? hops right over yeah, it. Yeah, he hops over. Disappears into the wilderness of Portugal. They're in Portugal? Yeah. yeah. 
So then that's it? We don't to know. be continued wow. tonight. tonight. What? Which is a real problem for me because the Bachelor Provo is also dropping tonight. So like, what do uh, I do? What do I do? You have it on TV one and then you have your laptop watching Honestly, it. I could probably do that. Neither of them require much rain power. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So anyway, that was spectacular. That's good TV. It's it was real, good. It was. It's good TV. I'm very excited to see how this. Thing and you wraps don't up. feel like that's staged. So I've been talking to a few people about this on the old Instagram, like fellow, yeah, fellow game theory bachelor people. gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and he's not a good actor. He's not great on camera. Okay, I don't think he could pull that off if it was staged. Okay. Nick, do you agree? No, yeah, I totally agree. He um, yeah, I think that he was very ready to quit. The I show. think it was one of the more like legitimate moments I've ever seen on that show. And it wow. was awesome. He did show up to Women Tell All, so they found him eventually. Yeah. He's, he's alive. He's alive. He's not still wandering around Portugal, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how it wraps up. Wow. So if you haven't watched The Bachelor, if you don't care about The Bachelor, I still recommend pulling up this latest episode and watching the last 15 minutes because it is yeah dynamite dynamite let's talk about 30 rock oh how, it's do, how do you hold a moonbeam in your hand i mean okay <laughs> i was very nervous that we were going to get off the rails here because it's possible to get off the rails so i wrote down a few talking points just so we kind of stay on track first thing i want to hear what 30 rock means to you i mean we know it's a show that means a lot to everyone who watches it Mm -hmm. i think the reasons vary when i consider why 30 rock was so different for me and such an important show to me it's liz lemon Mm -hmm. who was a woman unlike any other woman i had seen in comedy on tv before because women in comedy were either the cast of friends three of the most beautiful women to Mm -hmm. ever grace the planet who never did anything embarrassing, Mm -hmm. who were in situational comedies where they were rarely the Mm punchline. And here comes Liz Lemon, who is usually the punchline. She's attractive, but she's not like supermodel. She's ordinary attractive. She's grouchy sometimes. She farts. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like it's a stupid show, but she's like a very human woman on television, which is not something I had seen before. From scene one, episode one, she is. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. From the pilot, she's waiting in line to buy a hot dog. She and buys she all the hot dogs. I remember being sucked in on that scene, just watching her sense of justice yeah. buy all yeah. the hot dogs because somebody tried to cut in line. And she's like, I'm going to buy all the hot dogs so you can't get a hot dog. And I'm going to give them to the good people yeah. waiting in line. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, make a lot of seasons about this woman. Yeah. I will yeah. watch the show. So compelling. Yes. And so different. From any other woman I had seen on TV, and I identified with her more than any woman I had previously seen mm. on TV. And then, of course, the jokes are incredible. Mm-hmm. So why is 30 Rock important to you? What was it where you're like, man, this show is going to mean something to me in my life? 30 Rock was funnier than Seinfeld without being mean. Mm-hmm. I never finished an episode and felt like the world was worse or that these people were crappy. Yeah. I would finish an episode with so much happiness because of how much I just laughed for the last 20, 30 minutes. I think it is the funniest show that's ever been made. It's not my favorite comedy ever because I think that there are other things a comedy can do to be good. Yeah. Um, But if you're just looking at jokes, I think it's the funniest show that's ever been made. Yeah, I, I think so too. My favorite part about it is when I meet somebody else 
we're in a situation where a 30 Rock reference comes into play and like there's only one other person in the room that gets it, I'm like, that's somebody that yeah. I want to talk to. That's somebody that I want to hang out with because mm-hmm. automatically I have something that, first of all, I know 99% of the time this person's super cool, like super fun to talk to, and it's because they understand comedy. Because the show didn't get picked up widely. The critics loved it. Mm-hmm. And like they said, this is so smart. This is so fun. This is so witty. But it wasn't like a Family Guy or a Seinfeld that everybody it tuned in to watch. Ratings, yeah, yeah, it struggled. And Big like, Bang Theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see a show like The Big Bang Theory that's like going for 11 and a half seasons. And this show is like 20 times the show that that show will ever be. But you feel such a connection to everybody that's in it. And mm-hmm. I, I never get sick of it. Never. I never get it's sick of it. It's a show that you feel like belongs to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's your show. Mm-hmm. And even though there are millions of other people who feel that way, you can't take that away. That, yeah. That's my show. Mm-hmm. They wrote that show for me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about some of our favorite episodes. <sighs> when I saw the list, you put together a list. I went on exclusively to add the Oprah episode and I saw that you already had it on there. Yeah. The Oprah episode is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. (laughs) And for a reminder, this is an episode where Liz Lemon takes a flight and she takes a pill. Is it like a sleeping pill on this flight? Yeah. And right after she takes a pill, she immediately regrets it because she realizes that she is lucky enough that her seatmate is Oprah. And she has this whole heart to heart with Oprah and invites her to come to 30 Rock to help her solve all these other problems for all these other people. And she goes back to 30 Rock and explains to everybody, Oprah's coming. She's going to fix everything. They're all excited. The energy's up. And the day that Oprah's supposed to come, this 13-year-old black girl walks in. Named and Pam. She's, yeah. Named Pam. And she's like, Liz Lemon. And Liz is like, what? I thought that was Oprah. And like she realizes that it was because she had taken a sleeping pill. And then she flashes back to, she's like, well, I guess that explains some of the things Oprah said on the plane. And she flashes back to the plane. And Oprah's like, I get to fly first class because my mom is a flight attendant. And like, I remember watching that. I was in school in law school at the time and I was at the law school and I was in this corner of the library watching it and I was laughing so hard that I had tears (laughs) coming down my face but I was trying to be quiet there is no better written episode of television than that one and Oprah does such a great job she's awesome so good she's awesome and you know what's really interesting do you guys read the book Bossy Pants. Yeah. I read it. So I thought it was so fascinating the way she wrote about 30 Rock as if it was like her community production that she was trying so hard to make happen. And she talks about getting Oprah on the show. And I think I just sort of naively thought when the show was on, like, of course, Oprah would want to be on this. Like, everybody would want to be on 30 Rock. But it was a struggle to get Oprah there because Oprah's busy. And they did everything they could to accommodate her. They just felt so lucky that like she was even willing to come and spend time with their stupid little show. And she talks about Alec Baldwin in the same way, how lucky they felt that he agreed to come and be on her stupid little show. And I think that's part of the charm of this thing. Do you remember remember when Alec Baldwin, I saw Alec Baldwin on 30 Rock. I was like, Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is Alec Baldwin doing on this show? Mm -hmm. And it totally revived him. Yeah. Because he's phenomenal. In he it. Yeah. is amazing. Could they have 30 gotten Rock. anybody else to do that? No. Not I mean, as well. Not thinking about it, I don't know who else would be capable. No. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I talked for too long anyway. Other favorite episodes? Milf Island is probably my favorite episode. <laughs> so Milf Island is a show that Jack is producing on NBC about MILFs. <laughs> Hot moms. On a with island, junior high school on an island with prepubescent boys. <laughs> and there's a survivor element to yes. it. 
And when they're, what are they called on Survivor when you're kicked off the island? Yeah. Kicked off the island, off, they have yeah. to like, hang up their bikini top. Like, yeah. it's like all these, like, <laughs> and there's a Deborah and a Deborah. So the whole riding team of 30 Walk is watching the MILF Island finale, uh-huh. and Liz Lemon pretends not to care. Meanwhile, <laughs> a scandal breaks because someone has overheard someone say, Jack Donaghy, I hate that guy. He can eat my poo. Yeah. And that shows up in page six. And Jack is trying to determine who said that. So they have their own mini MILF Island within the finale of MILF Island. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pete Hornberger is trapped under a vending machine and has to try and get someone to save him. And all of these elements coming together. <laughs> And they have the survivor music, and mm-hmm. like Dick Cheney calls Jack to congratulate him on the finale of Milf Island. <laughs> it's just like so pitch perfect. Uh-huh. And of course, it turns out Liz Lemon is the one who said that guy can eat my poo yeah. without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part, though, is when Tracy says, Hey, Liz, I saw what you said ended up in the newspaper. And she's like, Tracy, no, shh. Yeah. And she's like, What are you talking about? And he pulls out a cartoon of Kathy. Uh-huh. She's like, this is a Kathy cartoon. <laughs> and it cuts to Liz Lemon going, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> it kills me. Every time it kills me. And there, I can just watch that over and over and over. <laughs> Nick, any favorite episodes? Succession is my favorite episode of all time. Which one's so that? So that is when Tracy comes up with the idea to create a porn video. Oh, game. my gosh. Oh. So he gets, he's in his dressing room. And he decides what media he wants to consume, and he holds up a really violent video game or a pornography DVD, and he says, my two favorite loves. And then the Amadeus Mozart music comes in <laughs> as he's creating everything. And Salieri, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. And I just ate. <laughs> that's right. That's what it is. And one of my favorite lines, Pete Hornberger is secretly one of the funnier ones just because how miserable he is with his life. Mm-hmm. And... He walks by, they need Tracy for rehearsal, and Frank says, oh, he's making a porn video game, and he says, nobody disturb this man, <laughs> because that's like the only thing that he can hang on to, because he, he can just, he just wants it so bad, and Dr. Spachemin just makes so many great references uh, in that, I think that's the diabetes repair one, as di- well, when Don Diabetes. Dice, the, <laughs> yeah. Diabetes? <laughs> Well, now we know what we're dealing with. <laughs> and he call, he's, and so he has to call 911, and they call for him for help, and he's, uh, New York, uh, diabetes repair, I suppose. <laughs> and it's just, I die every time I watch it. Is that when Liz Lemon gets business drunk? Yes. Oh, and she blames everything on Jorgensen. <laughs> it's business drunk. It's like rich drunk, but either way, you can drive. You know what episode... <laughs> <laughs> You know what episode I think about once a week is when Liz Lemon goes to her high school reunion and she doesn't want to go because she got bullied in high school and she keeps flashing back to her as a teenager and people saying mean things to her. But then she finally goes and she gets confronted by the popular kids who are like, we can't believe you would show your face here after you bullied us so much in high school. And she flashes back to the same flashbacks. And it shows another four seconds beyond every flashback, and it becomes clear that she was actually the one that was bullying them. Like, they were just being nice to her, and she was a total jerk back. Hey, Liz, how's it going? I don't know. How's your mom's pill addiction? (laughs) (laughs) She has this terrible haircut. Look at the telescope! (laughs) Inside! The telescope is inside. That wrecks me every time. And she's, like, trying to get them all on her side. And she sees a woman dancing. She's like, hey, everybody, do the Linda. And it turns out Linda's handicapped. (laughs) (laughs) It's so great. 
It's so great. Oh, okay. Do also, we want to go to characters or? Just real quick. One more. Queen of Jordan. So they uh, take. <laughs> it's my way till payday. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Jack Rutten's to replace the girly show, or TGS with Tracy Jordan, with Tracy Jordan's wife's reality show. <laughs> the queen of Jordan. And, Jordan. <laughs> and Liz is, like, mad, but then Jack starts describing the show. She's like, oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my way to payday. To payday. So it's Tracy Jordan's wife and her gay hairdresser who buys really expensive outfits for his chihuahua. Uh-huh. And this white woman who's a total mess. Uh-huh. And, uh friend who's always throwing wine and they do a whole episode about it it's just it's, as an episode of 30 and it's yeah, such yeah. a good skewer of like reality tv yes. like the placement shots and the weird editing and the stupid music uh-huh. really good yeah let's talk about characters who all of favorite? liz's boyfriends including mm-hmm. carol the pilot mm-hmm. oh dr dr drew bear <laughs> dr drew bear the woman that Jack- forgot that he could speak fluent French until he was thirty because he's in the bubble. Because he's so handsome. He's too handsome. No one's ever told him he's doing anything wrong because he's so handsome. He thought he could speak French. Uh, the, the, le- the lesbian woman that Jack sets her up with oh, because yeah. he assumes oh, she's right. a lesbian because uh, of her shoes. Yeah, of her those shoes are by curious. <laughs> <laughs> and Dennis Duffy, the Beeper King. What mm-hmm. about who she ends up with? Chris with a K. I, he's Chris. He's, he's a great end of her relationship. Yeah, woes. yeah, I think yeah. So too yeah colleen is my oh. personal favorite which who's colleen jack's, jack's mom. mom oh colleen is great uh when she says tell my son i love him but not in a queer way <laughs> and he waited eight minutes after he ran yeah. over her in florida <laughs> she's before he hits her she goes a doobie doobie a doobie doobie <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's out walking in her like hat a doobie doobie uh, rachel dratch every time she makes right? any oh. kind of appearance as the cat woman. Would you describe yourself as a cat lover? As cat competent. <laughs> Would oh, you describe right. yourself as cat competent? <laughs> and she's the blue man on Tracy Does Gardening. Yes! Which is also an amazing episode. Oh. Um, I love Jenna. I know that she's a main character. I love, love, love Jenna. Jenna got a little old for me by the end. The sexual walkabout, I was like... Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I do love her sequence with Will Forte. Mm-hmm. The Black Swan. <laughs> but uh what does he call himself he's a uh, a schman because of the bar that he well, works yeah. at yeah <laughs> dr leo spachemin uh, chris parnell mm-hmm. is underrated yeah he does voices on archer and he does like a whole bunch of different other stuff but i think this is his best since snl every time he shows up it's always fun. like he's unfortunately there's no science that studies the brain and, <laughs> <laughs> and they go to him for everything yeah. too uh, it's Oh. Uh, Kenneth. I love Kenneth. Kenneth, yeah. I love in one of the episodes, Jack Donaghy mentioned something about the Ten Commandments and it pans to Kenneth and he just goes, Ten. <laughs> um, oh my God. Jonathan, Jack's assistant mm-hmm. who loves Jack. Yeah. And hates Liz. Yeah. <laughs> in a weirdly like gay obsessive way. <clears throat> yeah. Hannibal Burris. Who Who's shows up bum? as the bum. He's always uh-huh. one of the homeless guys, as well as Moonvest. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they ask when Kenneth is pitching his gold case, which is a game show where models <laughs> hold a case hold of cases, gold. and one of them is gold. <laughs> and it's like He's a thousand pitching pounds. MC, and they're like, have you talked to Moonvest about this? As in Les Moonvest, the now disgraced CEO right. of CBS. And it cuts to him talking uh-huh. to the homeless guy in a moon vest. 
That guy's great. Oh, my gosh. Um, Lutz. Lutz was my favorite writer because they always make fun of Lutz. Mm. Lutz is the punchline of every joke. Every joke. Any others? I love Siri. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's a really perfectly written character. And she's do you love on Siri it. or do you love everything surrounding Siri? I love Siri's reactions. At one point, Liz says something about the year 1978, and she says, Oh, that was the year my mom was born. <laughs> <laughs> She, yes. Siri is in the show the exact right amount. She's not in it very much. If she was in it anymore, it'd probably be too much for me. But. She's there to be like the hot foil to mm-hmm. Liz, right? Yes. And all the men are obsessed with Siri, and they call Liz the badger. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. El Tejon. Uh, now, the 30 Rock lines have become part of my vocabulary, which is really unfortunate for anyone who tries to get to know me and hasn't seen yeah. the show, because I'm going to not make sense, not make any yeah. sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines is "Where's my mac and cheese?" Which doesn't make sense unless you've seen the episode "Sandwich Day." Sandwich Day, where Liz turns over a table because someone <laughs> ate her mac and cheese, mac and she's cheese. holding a trident like she's going to stab whoever <laughs> took her mac and cheese. <laughs> I also love it when. <clears throat> Jack walks in the room because there's a writer emergency and he says, shut up, shut up, everyone, shut up, Lutz. Like, just Lutz. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason. Uh, What are some of your favorite lines? Nick. Really, it's, most of it's Tracy Jordan. Um, (laughs) Live every week like it's Shark Week. Live every week like it's Shark Week. Superman does good. You do well when he corrects Tufer. (laughs) And Tufer's just like mortified that he made a grammatical error. He went to Harvard. No, he went to school in Boston. No, not Cambridge. Not Tufts. Not Tufts. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I wrote a couple of them down. Um, Ain't no party like a Liz Lemon party because a Liz Lemon party is mandatory. Jenna at one point says, you look like that flashcard they told me means sadness. Because <laughs> there's this like, low-key joke that Jenna's a psychopath the whole time. <laughs> oh, when Liz Lemon, she feels like she might not have a job and she has to think of other career options and she briefly considers being a prostitute. Uh-huh. And it flashes to her like imagining that and she walks up to a car and she says, you want a party? It's 5000 for kissing and 10000 for snuggling. End of list. <laughs> I love the I love the line I saw that you put on your list when uh, Liz walks into Jack's office and he's wearing a tux and she says, "Why are you wearing a tux?" and he says, "Lemon, it's after 7. I'm not a farmer." <laughs> after farmer. 6. What am I? What am I? Yeah, what am I? A farmer. Uh, Jack tells Liz that he wants to be her mentor and he says, "Lemon, I would like to teach you something. I would like to be the Michelle Pfeiffer to your angry black kid who learns that poetry is just another way to rap." <laughs> <laughs> Um, All the Italian jokes that Colleen and Jack make. So, like, (laughs) what do you want me to wait in line like some Italian? (laughs) (laughs) There's a sequence where Tracy, (laughs) Tracy, he's going to be in this movie, Hard to Watch. The movie's called Hard to Watch because Mm -hmm. he wants to EGOT. Mm Mm-hmm. So he can have a daughter. It's basically Moonlight. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. Precious based on the novel Precious Pushed by Sapphire. Precious based on the novel Pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> so he's having a hard time channeling. Like, he's so out of touch and he's so wealthy mm-hmm. now that he's having a hard time channeling this impoverished black family. Mm-hmm. So Grizz and .com take him to the <laughs> location of his childhood, which is now a Kinko's. Yeah. 
But all these memories start flashing back to him. And he says a string of lines that are so funny. If it's all right with you, mm-hmm. I would like to read them. Please. These are the things he's remembering about where he grew up. All my life, I've tried to forget these things. A crackhead breastfeeding a rat. A homeless man licking a hot pocket off the third rail of the G train. I've seen a blind guy bite a police horse. A puppy committed suicide after he saw our bathroom. I once bit into a burrito and there was a child's shoe in it. I've seen a hooker eat a tire. A pack of wild dogs took over and successfully ran a Wendy's. The sewer people stole my skateboard. The projects I lived in were named after Zachary Taylor, generally considered to be one of the worst presidents of all time. I once saw a baby give another baby a tattoo. They were very drunk. So good. I'm exhausted. So, <laughs> it's one of the best shows to ever go on. Yes. And it's um, a show that I am constantly watching 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's rarely a time in my life where I'm not consuming 30 Rock <laughs> in some form. And they get like famous people on it too. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey Grammer, part of the Best Friends Gang with Jennifer Jenna and Jennifer. Yeah, that was Liz's crazy roommate I in mean, college. Oh, yeah. John Hamm, when he was Don Draper right. on Mad Men, showed up as Dr. Drew. Matt Damon. <sighs> Matt Damon was one of her boyfriends. Julianne Moore was one of Jack's mm-hmm. girlfriends. During uh, the live episode, they get Julia Louis Dreyfus. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, Avery Jessup. who's so good. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. I love Martin Sheen as Wesley Snipes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite boyfriends, mm-hmm. oh, if he counts as a boyfriend. They hate each other, oh. but decide they should settle for each other. Um, it's really, it's oh, Oprah. Oprah yeah. was Oprah on Winfrey. the show. Tom yeah. Hanks. That's right. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Or Seinfeld Al- Vision. Al Oh, <laughs> he has to save the whales when yeah. they're in trouble. <laughs> and David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer in that, as Greenzo oh, Green in that same yeah. episode. And I feel like these people just love the show and wanted to be Is there Condoleezza it. Rice in it? She yes. is. She plays the piano in it. Well, yeah. Jack's dating her at the yeah. beginning of the show, yeah. too. But um, doesn't make an appearance at that yeah. point. From The Sopranos. What's her name? Edie Falco. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, everyone. Uh, Everybody's yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts about 30 Rock? No, I need to take a nap after this. I am exhausted. And then there's the songs. We didn't even touch on the songs, but Muffin Top is a song I'd actually listen to. <laughs> Werewolf for Mitzvah. Werewolf oh my gosh, we didn't even talk about the rural juror. The rural juror. <laughs> they can't figure out the name of Jenna's new movie because she keeps calling it the rural juror. <laughs> And then she goes on The View and later on in the episode and Rachel Dratch is... But she comes up with several different things that also rhyme with it. He love her. Barbara Walters. I don't know if this episode makes any sense. It probably doesn't. 30 Rock is a show you should see. Yes. If you hate it, I don't know who you are. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. You're not a person I want in my life. And then when you're done, go watch The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, that's the next logical step, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. 30 Rock. It's just the best. The best. What do you guys want to talk about next week? The Office. <laughs> yeah, you want to do another old show? Sure. Let's do The Office. Let's do The Office. Okay. Next week, we'll be talking about The Office, another old show beloved for different reasons. Remember, until then, to leave us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. Bye.